What's the difference between me and you? What's up guys, thanks for uh, giving us a listen on our first podcast um, It's going to be called Until We Lose Interest Because honestly most of you know me, I'll probably lose interest in about two months uh, The idea of our podcast is to interview a new peop- uh, person on a new subject every week uh, We should some really cool guests um, We had the opportunity today to interview my friend David Who's actually done uh, three world tours through the Navy um, trimmed weed in California, lived off the grid, was part of the Rainbow Tribe, some really, really cool stories in here. Um, we get started a little slow, it's obviously our first podcast, but I promise you, uh, we'll get better and better at the interview process and, and talking and everything like that. Um, there's some background noise, unfortunately, with Kyle's dog Cash, but like I said, it's gonna get better and better, so, uh, thank you so much for giving us a listen and give us a follow on, uh, iTunes, um, also, we should have this on a few other media uh, websites so you Android listeners can give us a listen as well. Thank you so much for your time, and without further ado, here's our episode one. I've seen trouble all my day. Guys, well, thank you, thank you. Passing the blunt on air. <laughs> Here we are on air. It's it's weird. <laughs> well, I've only listened to a couple of podcasts, so I really don't know how this all goes. I guess we just sit here and chat. I suppose I listened to a couple different podcasts. Yeah, I'm... I've listened to a lot of the same podcasts. Yeah, I mean, I listen to podcasts a lot, but. So Joe Rogan is the one Jamie always talks about. Yeah, I love Rogan. Uh, he's a bit eccentric. He's kind of a... Do you like science and astronomy and shit like that? I do. Uh, I would check out... Um... No, man, I hate science. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Nye. Bill Nye sometimes hosts it. It's a uh, Star Talk Radio. It's, really? Yeah, Star Talk Radio. Neil deGrasse Tyson is the guy who actually is the... Uh, you know, well, the, host. the creator of it, yeah. <clears throat> Did you ever... But they have, like, com- comedic relief in there, too, and yeah. stuff, so it's pretty funny. Did you ever you watch... Ever, Did you ever listen to Coast to Coast? Uh, Isn't that... Is that... Like... That, that's it, based out of... I believe it's... Pacific North. I feel like it's based yeah. out of Oregon. Yeah. I know it's uh, it sounds West really Coast. Funny. It was a late-night TV... Sh- or a radio show... Um, and it was based off a lot of like alien stuff. Yeah, yeah. He talks a lot conspiracy of conspiracy theories. Right. Stuff. I think maybe um, I've seen something. Like that. I can't remember the guy's name. No, but... That that show's been around for a while. I believe it's yeah. they're still still recording that show. Oh well, thinking. he's he's always on those um, ancient aliens things and. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty insane. Oh God, what's his name? What do you? Are you talking about the guy who wrote the books? No, 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 no. He he's the host of this radio show. Oh, okay. Uh, but let me see here. His name was. He's yeah. He talks a lot about conspiracy theory. He's your typical left wing nut out of Oregon. 
Oh, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> David actually has a lot of experience with uh, left wing nuts. Oh, His uh, I hate those hippies, coast man. to coast. Those are the worst hippies, man. Coast to coast AM is what it is. They're the worst hippies. And the, I think nanobots are going to be activated by the government and take over and control our bodies and shit. Is your, does your uncle have a uh, YouTube series about that? Yeah, it's called Truth Viral. Where George Norrie. viral. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Check it out. George Norrie is or the don't, host. Or don't check it out. I don't know. If you want a good laugh, I'd check it out. George so, Norrie. Yeah. That's it. It's Coast to Coast AM. That's a creepy fucking mustache. Right? Wow. But yeah, he's done some ancient alien stuff, too. I think I seen him on there, yeah. Well, everybody knows the dude with the crazy hair. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Aliens. That guy's a nut. Oh, so awesome. I don't know, man. So you said there was a new liquor store out in... The Bourbons and Bells place. It's actually uh, a friend of mine. Her name is uh, Jennifer Stetson. Mm -hmm. She opened it up, and it's like full service. You go into a building, it's drive-through. And you can do online ordering or call it in, and they'll bring it right to your car. And they even have other things like... An app? I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure she's probably, probably working. That's what yeah. I was going to say. She's surely probably working on it. Um, so it's like curbside pickup? or Pretty much, but you're indoors. I mean, it's not... You it, drive into... You go inside the building? I mean, or you drive it's, com it's almost... I think it was like an auto parts place or oh, wow. store, or and she converted it and... It's got two garage door-like entrances, and you just go in. They bring you your stuff, and you can order it before you get there. And That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially with this weather being the way it is, I'm sure people have really enjoyed it being on Bardstown Road. I don't know quite where it is on Bardstown. I was totally not prepared for all this stuff. I wonder if... Uh, um, that's going to be successful. Well, they just got a big hit on uh, WDRB as far as, like, their... Right. You know, do, did a little story this morning. Um, yeah, I haven't even heard of it, so. I saw it on Facebook. I didn't realize it had gotten that big, um, that they were opening a store. Was she doing something before with this, or? Not that I know of. Um, I, I think she had, like, a brand kind of thing where she was doing maybe some catering or whatever. Um, Is it they're just serving booze, or? Well, no, apparently they have, you know, she was like everything from chips and salsa to things that you just forget, I guess, when you go to the store. On the way sometimes. home. It's right. convenience for the way home. Right. And you don't have to get out of, get out of your car. Let's see. Interesting. Yeah. I wish I could figure out or show you the um, pictures of like the place. It's a really cool idea. Yeah, I hope it kicks off for her. She's a really nice girl. Well, if he's, if I think if it's on Bardstown Road, it's gonna just right off really well. There's a lot of liquor stores on Bardstown Road, though. Yeah, yeah, but especially you don't have to get out and you can just order. It's a drive-through. Yeah. yeah, really, really. Convenient. Yeah. Well, like, for you can Road, order online or call it in. Apparently, yeah. for Barstown Road, that's what's gonna save you. I mean, there's a lot of liquor stores, but drive-through liquor stores are king. That's yeah, what, oh. that's very unique to uh, Kentucky for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've. There's ever been many times that I've rolled through uh, JRs and grabbed a 12 pack of Budweiser and a pack of cigarettes on the way home at two o'clock in the morning. You know. Yeah, we got our place right here on the proper <laughs> level. I don't even have to drive though. That's the beauty of that. So, Jamie said you did two tours in the Navy. 
Actually, it was three. Three? I guess he forgot. Three mm-hmm. world tours, right? Yeah, I uh, went over to the Persian Gulf three times. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, Thank you for that. Oh, yeah, of course. So, I mean, tell like, so tell us about, what's it like to be out to sea? It's crazy. Is it? And it's uh, beautiful and life-changing. Uh, how so? Just being out there. I mean, uh, it's funny, I always see these posts on Facebook about people put, like, only a certain percentage of people have ever seen a sunset from a, a warship or aircraft carrier. For sure. Et cetera. And, uh... I mean, it is just, it's just an amazing feeling. I mean, so, you see the sun going down on nothing but water. Right. And, and you have all those. I don't know, somebody once told me that seawater, sea when it uh, crashes and is disrupted, it uh, produces negative ions, and I guess that's kind of like a euphoric effect on the human Really? Hmm. Interesting. I guess that could have something to do with it, too. So yeah. is it debilitating when you're out at sea for so long, or, like, how many days, what's your longest time that you've been out to sea? Um, I guess it would be near 30 days, maybe 35. Um, usually I try not to put people out that long, because people get really tension. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, high, and so nobody's been imagine. out. So what they do is they'll try to have, like, uh, some sort of party or some sort of get together like uh what they would do is they had a picnic and so they had a picnic on the uh top of the aircraft carrier and then you were allowed to like hit golf balls off the back of the ship they had food they'd give you two beers but they only limited you to two beers and they would open them and you had to go in this area that was blocked off and you had to finish those two beers before so you you're double fisting these beers like <laughs> oh, yeah, to, to conser- so that you don't get drunk right but everyone's just you know I bet people are trading beers shotgunning the shit out of them well they try to keep you separate and so then they mark your name off. They even take a whole roster as you come in. And but pe- people wow. definitely yeah. break the rules on that one, right? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because there's plenty of people that don't drink. So you can't you can't drink on the ship at all. Do people sneak booze or? Oh uh, yeah, and then you, if you get caught, you, uh, you get, get trouble. Fucking sometimes they like inspect your racks and stuff. Right. They're supposed to do it randomly. This is, but sounds like, like sounds a lot like prison. Well, when you're on the west coast, <laughs> it was a lot more chill. They didn't really sure. care as much. We always knew if it was coming and. Right. If you were smart about it, you could get away with it. Not that I ever did. Can you imagine what boat travel was like? I mean, you say 30 days. Like, can you imagine what it was like coming across? I think that it would be amazing. I mean, it would be an experience, no doubt. I definitely want to. I was just talking about that last night with somebody. Now, those sailors were definitely drunk, though. Uh, Well, well, obviously, totally totally different circumstances and whatnot. Right. Just the time spent. At sea, I would love to have been an explorer. So, can you like? That's crazy. Are they are the uh, air carriers? Are they pretty like stabilized? Whenever you're traveling through sea, or is yeah, like, since they're is so like, big, there's hardly any uh, weight, you know, right from the waves. And I mean, sometimes whenever we were we were come, we would come down from uh, Washington State to California to San Diego and being on the coast and so close to the coast I think we'd probably be only about 30 to 60 miles out we uh you get some pretty pretty bad weight but it wasn't anything sickening not to me I thought it was pretty nice to lay in your rack and be able to be rocked to sleep have you ever dealt with some really bad weather 
like out at sea? Uh, yeah, whenever they have bad weather, since I was in the hangar bay, we have these elevator doors. There's uh, four of them. There's three on one side and one on the back end of it. Thanks, Cash. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Hey, man. Cash. Sorry, uh, Kyle's, Kyle's dog decided to join us for probably the longest drink of water I've ever seen by a dog. <laughs> Especially at that bowl. It, it, he, he usually drinks out of the toilet. It's, uh, he, yeah. It's like he knows we're recording. <laughs> but, so, okay, so what was your position in the Navy? Um, uh, my job was called Aviation Boatswain Mate Handler, which was AVH for short. And uh, we would hook up um, dollies and tractors to uh, the uh, F-18s and EA-6Bs and all the other aircraft that we had and move them and park them. So, do you, did you ever have to, I mean, do you watch the jets take off? or? Um, since I was downstairs in the hangar bay, I would send uh, aircraft up to the flight deck um, on the elevator, and then the, uh, the ABHs, they had ABHs work on the flight deck as well, who would tow them around and move them up into the positions right. that you needed to... Until they got on the catapult, which was another person's job, and then you had an officer. <laughs> Cash. I'm shit. Cool. Look at this. <laughs> Kyle's dog literally just drank an entire bowl of water. It's like he and knows where he's for it. like drooling out of his mouth. <laughs> Come on, brother, go on. So, I mean, you know, you're my number one. that sounds pretty Best cool. Yeah, and then the officers are the ones who would launch them. You know, make sure everyone's clear so no one... Get their head cut off, or <laughs> anything goes wrong. So you get sucked into a intake. Did you, Did you ever like party on the ship? Did you guys smoke spice? I mean, I know you guys can't smoke weed, but I'm sure people smoke weed. Like smoke spice. Well, I mean, you're, you know, you're trying to get a lot of military guys smoke smoke uh, spice. I you know? that, Especially but, back then. If I think uh, spice is, I mean, I'm not saying it's safe at all. But well, back then, spice came out when I was in the. It movie. was definitely a little, little safer than it is now. A lot of people were doing oh, it. Sure. There's many, many people doing it. So, um, so did you smoke that on the ship or what? No, no, no. Uh, there was a few people who smoked on the ship, and I recall someone getting in trouble for that. But they had no tolerance with that, and they just kicked people out. Oh, unbelievable! They lock you up and send you to the brigs, right? No, they don't do that unless. You've been in trouble quite a few times, or if it's something, you know, violent, or... Whatever, dude. This doesn't sound like the movies. Yeah, doesn't man. doesn't sound nearly as, as, as graphic as the movies make it sound. You don't throw them in something? Well, <laughs> you do get in trouble. You drink that and, whole bowl of water. And you have to wear a badge that has an R on it. And it's red, and everybody knows. This is this fucking scarlet letter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it must sound like scarlet letter. Yeah. No, like, what does R stand for? Restriction. <laughs> no, they they say it stands for rock star, but I'm pretty sure it stands for a restriction. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you ever get in trouble? Did you ever? No, no, I never got in trouble. I. <laughs> is that is that necessary, Cash? Right. I mean, he's just trying to make his presence felt. Uh, so yeah, that sounds like. No, I never got in trouble. There was this girl who got in trouble. She, uh, I guess, on the flight deck, she decided. <laughs> this that. sounds horrible. 
By the way, this dog is a Chinese Sharpei. Lips bigger than most of the dogs I saw in Westminster. Kyle, is this for real a Stone Cold Steve Austin click collider that you have here? You're damn right. <laughs> Austin 316. He's going never let me down. Damn, dude. You know Austin, my my friend Austin. Our friend, our friend Austin is actually uh, traveling in Spain right now. I guess he's living there. I was just saying, not traveling. Yeah, he lives there. But in high school, I guess his sophomore year, he ran for class president on the Austin three sixteen campaign. Like that was big at at that time in high school. Like Stone Cold and all that. And that was when he was using. Did he that. win? Yeah, did he? he did end up. Having to answer for that, though, the, the you know the principal obviously found out, I guess, the character of what Stone Cold is. Cock it hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Crack a few beers and kick kick the man's ass. No, I uh, I was homecoming king my junior year, and uh, my sister made T-shirts, and they said uh, on the front they said "Vote for J-Man," and on the back they said "The King of Crunk." The <laughs> and this is back when little John was huge, you know. Sure. So, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to buy a pimp chalice whenever I won, but uh, yeah, this fucking is hilarious. That's amazing. Thank you. Well, Wells went to uh, high school with me. Actually, I've known yeah, Wells for we did, or David, I should say. Now remind me of of where this was. Cordon. <laughs> we lived in uh, southern Indiana, down in Cordon, Indiana. So right. So middle of butt fuck nowhere. That's where they have the uh, the Munchkin place, right? Munch, Munchkin. Munchkinville, where all the Munchkins from uh, from Wizard of Oz lived. Are you? I don't. I don't think that's Cordon. I swear on all that I love. It is. Oh uh, really? Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> all right, maybe I could be mistaken. It's probably me, somewhere in butt fuck. Let me look it up, man. Because I, I almost we had because. The only reason I, I, I'm almost positive about this is because in high school I was in show choir and we did Wizard of Oz a few times and we actually had one of the original or two of the original Munchkin. I keep saying that. I hope that doesn't offend people. <laughs> That's what they were called. They're called Little People Kyle. Right. Well, <laughs> in the movie they were called Munchkins. Right. Um, Oompa Loompas. And... Sorry, wrong movie. Uh... No, I think the only thing Corden's famous for... I, we're in the news right now. There was uh, someone that got arrested on 20 counts of incest from Harrison County, Indiana. Um, but we are also Indiana's first state capital. Um, but it is probably the biggest shithole you'll ever go to in your entire life. I, uh... I don't know how you really feel about it. Fuck, man. man that place is, uh... It's pretty horrible. Couldn't imagine growing up... Or living there now. But it's easy, man. It's cheap down there. But there's just a lot of drugs and stuff, you know. You get a small town, not much sure. to do. So, that's, I mean, shit. We did. I think that's pretty much what people see the whole state of Kentucky as, which unfortunately, well, most of it is like that. You know, Louisville and Lexington. I don't, I'm not too positive about Lexington. I've actually never been to Lexington. I've lived in Kentucky for years. Um, we're uh, we're a lot like Austin, Texas, or something. We're a liberal utopia in a very conservative state. So. Unfortunately, a lot of our population, uh, we have a big population here, but it doesn't reflect how people really are in, let's say, the hills of eastern Kentucky or whatever, you know. There's a lot of, like, backwards podunk fucking hill people out there. I mean, if, I don't know if you guys have ever read. Oh, for sure. I don't know if you guys have ever read about the uh, blue people of Kentucky. You guys ever, you ever seen that? I thought that was West Virginia. 
No, there's blue people. It's the blue people. Is it Kentucky? Yeah, and it's some weird disease, but apparently, and I mean, I haven't fact-checked this. I think I've read a Wikipedia article, but who knows if that's true. Um, that family was so inbred that they like they were inbreeding with each other. That they, I mean, it was a skin disease, but then they had other blue people, and it's really fucked up. If you haven't seen it, you should look it up online at some point. Right. Um, these, I mean, I wouldn't say that they're super blue. They're not like blueberry blue, but they're definitely they're, blue. they're, they're a shade of blue. They're blue. Yeah. Like I, Eiffel sixty five shit right there. You yeah, know? it's crazy. But yeah. Crap. So. I mean, so you, what's the best place you were at in uh, the Navy? Like, where's the place you had the most fun? The most fun, huh? (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, where where have you been? You've been to, like, Thailand, Malaysia, Dubai, right? Yeah. uh, Bahrain? Have you been to Bahrain? Singapore, Bahrain. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I I don't know what to... Have you been to Italy? Uh, no. I have not been to Italy. Well, but, uh... uh, the most I don't know what the craziest place I've ever been to was, but I mean Dubai was beautiful. I mean there was cars everywhere. The women were beautiful. The mall was beautiful. They had a ski resort in the mall. Like really, <laughs> how long were you in Dubai snow, for? You know, you've been to Dubai twice, right? Uh, twice, maybe three times. Oh really? Yeah, um, maybe four times. I, I mean we've been to Dubai. I was in Dubai quite a bit. They had this. Uh, the the sand pit and uh, that's where it was right off of the ship. So if you didn't want to go into town, they had like sand, a square sa- sand pit. It was that's just what they called it, and it was just like a square lot with buildings around it, and um, there was like different stores for like DVDs or iPhones or electronics, you know, and, uh, souvenirs. They had one with like um, hookah pipes, you know. So is it ex- and, uh, expensive as fuck? You know, souvenirs, stuff like that. McDonald's, Subway. Uh, no, no. Do you not that expensive? No. I never really cared about what the price was for anything, honestly. Well, yeah, because you're out at sea for, yeah. you said, like 30 days at a time. You're just banking that money, and it's, yeah. t- it's tax-free, too, right? Yeah, but they had, like, a, and you're fed too. a system on the ship where people could sell things and barter and trade or... They had, like, a skill, like, people would be able to, like, fix your screen on your phone or your PSP. So, they, are they flying these people onto the ship? These are, like, merchants, right? No, no, right? Those, those, that was just the people on the ship. That was the sailors that would do that. Uh, sometimes they would send out vendors. Uh, That's just gotta like be Like, cool. I got a pocket watch from a vendor, and I got, like, a cool ivory pipe from a vendor, and, um... So were these vendors bring like DVDs and games and shit to keep you guys entertained? Like you no, know what I mean? no, those would they would bring more fancy stuff. Like I got this uh, bar globe. It's a globe and it opens up into a bar for your whiskey and glass. Oh That's shit! Cool. How big is and that? That was Italian. I got that. It's uh, I'd say like three and a half, four feet tall. Tall and then pretty wide or uh, like two feet wide. Yeah, about two. That's like some wide. fucking. Uh, what's that magazine that's on the flights? Oh, Scott Mall? Yeah, Scott Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Mall. Yeah, 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 yeah,
Like shit I don't need. I think I actually have a picture of a Sky Mall product on my phone right now. That I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why would anybody really buy this? So like, I mean, did you guys have like Xboxes and shit on like? Oh yeah, I had like a 19 inch TV and. Is that like set in your? Is that mounted uh, in your? your well, phone? I was on top, on the top rack. They have three racks on top of each other, so you have. If you're on top, you got two people sleeping under you, unless they're empty. But I would, uh, mine didn't have a, a top on it, so I could sit up in mine since it was. Dude, would your TV lay down? or? No, I would sit it against the end of it at my feet, and I would just lean it against the, the, uh, the metal part of the rack so I could kind of, it would be sitting up so I could see it. And, uh, there was a, a light. On the other side of the racks, so in a mirror, so when people were getting ready in the morning, well, there was a plug in there, and I would just plug it in there. We'd plug in the strip. You weren't supposed to use strips, but you guys didn't give a fuck. They yeah, probably didn't and carry what that, right? we would do is just uh, you could get these tags on the plugs, so that you know they were because they the electricians have to check them for safety. Right. And. Uh, People would just take those tags off of other one shit and put it on another one. <laughs> right. And uh, so sometimes they didn't care. Sometimes they tried to enforce it, and they'd come down there at night and tell us to unplug shit. And, but I was—I mean, I was playing Mass Effect <laughs> three on three, <laughs> you know, right? Fighting the aliens and whatever. Yeah, you had like all kinds of when you're in the navy. You always had like every game system. I felt like. <clears throat> No, I'm just a I've been like that guy. though. I've had well, I mean, ever since the I regular really like Nintendo, the Xbox, I've had all of them. How many? Like, so how many hours a day would you work? Do you work five days? Twelve. Uh, on twelve hour day, days or twelve hours a day? Work sixteen hours, depending on. The but how much of work is that? You're seeing around. Like I know, like, there's um, times that we during talk. the day you would work a lot more, but I mean they would make you do tedious things. Like you'd have to shine the brass. There's a lot of brass. So they're just like being cocksuckers about it, huh? You got yeah, time to clean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they have a, like every day there's like, they have a time where you, like 15 minutes where you have to sweep and clean. Like, so you're also doing like physical night. tests? Like you guys call them PTs, right? No, uh, since that's up, well that's all about your division and how well they schedule things like that. Right. Who delegates it to who and if they even stay in charge of that because there's supposed to be a guy who's in charge of that, right? And... He's supposed to set up schedules and have the division meet or do whatever. and It would be mandatory, but and like I said, I was on the West Coast, so things were a little more relaxed. And uh, Yeah, but you, originally, that much. you were originally stationed on the East Coast, right? No, no, I wasn't. Oh, really? You no, never spent any time? I mean, I, boot camp was in... Um, Chicago. Illinois, the Great Lakes. I've known David for a long time, so I didn't know a lot yeah. of this, but yeah, Great Lakes. It's just we haven't talked about it. Sure. David's really, David's been all kinds of places. The thing is, like, you really actually have to pry this information out of him because he's like, we'll have a conversation. He's like, yeah, I mean, this time I was in Bahrain, and like, he's not like one of those people. Like, sometimes you meet some people that have traveled a lot. Like, sure. I have this friend, uh, Jake Rockwell, who's a total cocksucker. He's not even a friend. He's just a guy I know from Portland, right? And he'd always be like, we would like talk about a flea market. He'd be like. The flea markets in Spain are going like, all right, dickhead. You know, like, David's, like, one of those people that's been everywhere but is really modest about talking. Right. About. Like, there's still, 
me and David have been friends for years, and they're still like, we were having a conversation in the back of a cab the other day, and was just talking about crazy shit, and I'm like, really, man? Like, you've been there? That's an amazing story. Sure. Like, wow, I've never heard that before. Um, but, yeah. Where, where were we at? I'm sorry, I lost track. I went on a rant. I think we were talking about... Um Sean Brass. Where I was stationed at. Oh, yeah. Where were you originally? Yeah, well, okay, so boot camp was in Great Lakes, Illinois, and then I, that was supposedly 90 days. I think mine was a little shorter because they graduate a bunch of different divisions at the same time, and I think we kind of got in there a little late. And then uh, I had to go to school, A school, to learn my job, which was in Pensacola, Florida. And I think I was there for a couple of months, and then uh, they let me go home for a few weeks. And uh, then I flew out to Washington State, and I waited there for about a week until they... Uh, Where were you at in Washington State? In Everett, Washington. <laughs> I like your comeback Please. there. Is I'm that... Uh, is that... Uh, Everett's like right outside of Seattle, right? Yeah, I think it's about 20... Minutes away from uh, Seattle, maybe give or take. Did you? Did you guys spend a lot of time in Seattle, or? Uh, there was a few nights we went to Seattle and partied a little bit. Had to catch a cab. My buddy's uh, car got stolen in Seattle one time. What? What happened there, man? That's, that's, that's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. I was letting him stay in my room. I cannot recall if I was with him that night, but I might have been and. Uh, we just, the car wasn't there where we parked it, and, uh... Seattle's a pretty safe city. Back. That's kind of a, kind of amazing. Yeah, well, uh, if, I guess a week or so later, he got the car back, and the ignition was popped, but, I mean... Shit. It, I mean, he still drove it around. I imagine a lot of those Navy guys, like, Stereo head from stuff. Everett, head down to Seattle and party all the time, though. Yeah, of course. And then when you go to San Diego, everyone goes to, uh... L.A.? No, T.J., Tijuana. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're probably like, fuck, Even frosties, though they don't come let back to and everything. Right? <laughs> they, don't, they tell you not to go. You're not supposed oh, to. Oh, yeah, you but. get in trouble, though. I mean, you can get in trouble, and then they put you My understanding of the Navy is, like, there's a lot of drunks in the Navy, right? Oh, yeah, everyone just drinks and drinks and drinks. <laughs> All I, I, it's just, yeah. And then if you get in trouble with somebody who's drinking, even if you're not drinking, you get in trouble. So even if you're, like, you're guilty by association? Yeah. So... And then you get put on restriction, like I was saying, and then that make you, like, it's like a reintroduction to boot camp, kind of, they make you, like, show up, like, six times a day, and then you have to dress up in your, uh, dress blues and get inspected, and then you have to, like, say, uh, what's called the Sailor's Creed. Ooh, maybe I was crazy about the whole... I gotta ask my homie. Kyle is going full circle on us I'm right now, sorry. and like, still he's been I'm, on his I've phone been intently looking, looking for, this, for this thing about this these midget. midget plays. I'm Sounds like you're on some drugs, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> Probably took some mushrooms and went down. Oh, okay. I gotta ask my friends. <laughs> <laughs> did this really that happen? Could be, hey, that could have been hey, man, in I've my seen life some, when I did some LSD. And I, I visited. There the, is uh, a little building down there at the courthouse that looks like. Santa's little workshop of the elves or some shit, but yeah, there's nothing about any munchkins. 
It's a it's acceptable. I mean, when I'm in coordinates, it's acceptable to see a uh, a truck with two rebel flags flying on the back. Like, <laughs> I, and I'm not talking the sticker. I'm talking not, the real not, flags. Not munchkins from the Wizard of Oz. Well, blowing in the fucking wind. They probably lynch a a small person. <laughs> no, but like, so you've never gotten any trouble in the Navy? Uh, no, no, not really. Not any. I never got put on restriction. Um. There was plenty of people I knew. Some guy broke another dude's jaw. Shit. <laughs> and he had to get flown off the ship. He like Was that like a fist fight or No, it wasn't. It was like uh he was um there was a old uh, you know, a guy had been on the ship longer. And he had more seniority, I guess. And he told this new guy to get up out of his seat and uh the guy wouldn't have it, and I guess he was. So I don't know, he confronted him, and the guy just stood up and socked him right in the face and broke his jaw. And that was he was this Brazilian guy, and he knew uh, kickboxing. Brazilian kickboxing. Yeah, like he was a big, big guy. And this dude was like this dude from Louisiana. It's kind of skinny, tall, black guy. You know? Oh, I thought I was yeah, trying to but... punk him. No, no, and he. <laughs> that dude just wouldn't have it and, but they ended up flying the dude off the ship the guy that got his jaw broke and they had to wire it shut and the other guy just got put on restriction and pretty much he had to show up so many times a day and they had to reform him into model citizen <laughs> sounds a lot like prison Sam. man it is. Ship everybody is a... would compare it to prison yes that is very true I mean I'm just saying like you talk about you know, restrictions yeah, but I, and but like people breaking each other's jaws for, uh, you know, see. Well, I mean, you know, people have their take on how things are when they get to places. And I guess he felt like he needed to defend himself and show that, you know, just because he's new doesn't mean that you can just walk on. Well, that's all, that's they also- do have heritage is like... Uh, when you go over the equator, they do the, uh, you become a shellback. What the fuck does that mean? It's this tradition that, um, Neptune and, like, Davy Jones and all these different... Davy Jones Locker? Mythic, like, uh, sea people, um, bestow on you when you're a sailor and you go over the equator, you become, you're not a... Wog anymore, you know, like a. What the fuck does a a wog? I guess like uh, isn't that kind of like a some sort of frog type tadpole? I've never, uh, I've never even heard that term. Uh, I mean, like, I I can't say well, I've heard uh, the uh, term. Po- like but Pokemon polywog. That's like yeah, a I've heard frog. Like, I don't know. We're I talking. think a wog is something to do with that. But anyways, you become a shellback, like a turtle, you know. Sure. And because you become, I guess you get your sea legs or whatever, and it's just the whole tradition, and they kind of haze you, and we had to, like... Is this, like, when you first joined? No, uh, I'd been over the equator already, um, coming back, but they had already done the... How many times have you been across the equator? Twice. Twice. Or, I mean, possibly three times, but I think twice. Um, But, uh... So the first time I went over, they had already done the tradition. We were coming back from a tour because I came in at the end of a tour. And uh, 
So they fly you out to the ship, then yeah, it's not they just docked or whatever. The ship. They flew me from Seattle to Germany, from Germany to. Uh, and that's the first time you had been overseas, the, right? Yeah, and then somewhere to uh, Royal Air Force Base, and then we got on a, a uh, Navy plane um, from there and went to Dubai, and then they flew me out to the ship, and we landed on it and got caught like on a, um, a wire, you know? It's pretty cool. Oh it's yeah, so it lands and then the, and then you go so fast it catches the, the wire. Plane, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's pretty intense. I Were you like get... freaking out? No, no, not at all. I wanted to. I think get... I'm freaking out. I wanted to get shot off. That's they just had a, a catapult week, that shoots the, <laughs> that shoots the plane down the the runway on to get it enough speed, and I always wanted to do that, but I didn't get to. But that would have been so much fun. Yeah, so intense. So my friends confirmed that I'm not completely crazy. Like Kyle, Kyle's been stuck. If you if you notice, uh, a moment of silence for Kyle. Like He's been said, stuck man. trying to figure out this midget bill. Well, listen. So I, I I have a group text with some longtime friends of mine that I've been friends with since I was very very young. And I asked, I was like, you know, wasn't there a place in Indiana where the short actors from <laughs> the Wizard of Oz movie lived all in like a community, like a very small, like, I mean, a, a small community and small community for small people. <laughs> and some of the. Midgetville here in Louisville. Yeah, but that in Shepherdsville, right? Yeah. I looked that up, but it wasn't. The, I've I'm, been there, though. Layla's popping in. Sorry, I just heard you talk about Midgetville and I've been to. But Lonnie said, yeah, he was like, they, there is. And he said, I think it was Indiana. Um, I thought it was Corden, but again. No, it's like, out in Shepherdsville. Like out in Shepherdsville J-Town. is what this, what I saw. The one I went to is like way out in J-Town. Do you have that pulled up on? I, I can call my friend Carrie oh! to take me there, and I can take you. To, I, they, is that they is that where the and it's called Midget Village, and I've been to it. Take and me it's to little houses. Midget Town. It's Midget Village. We should only be able to find it when we were drunk, which is not. It's so so it's drive. an Irish man. I think y'all, yeah, exactly. This is an Irish man. Um, I think you all are all just on no, some drugs. I can find it. It's called uh, Midget Village. Here's Midget Village. Right, but this is this is a different. This is village. in Shepherdsville. That's what it says. Shepherdsville, Kentucky, not J Town. Oh, I thought it was in J. See, I was drunk. I don't know. Um, Shepherdsville, J Town, whatever. The leprechauns only. But they did an expose thing on in the Courier Journal, and it's all these little houses. Like I said, I, uh, no, that's Munchkinville. That's not Midget Village. Okay, I just clicked on it. So slow down. <laughs> it's a different. That's a different place entirely. Well, anyway, you go to Midget Anyway, like, your life has changed. Like the doors are like to here, and they I, like there were no cars. There were some golf carts, and they turned off all their lights when you start to drive away because they don't want you like there. So, <laughs> sounds like a uh, like I said. Dude, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm. This happened before I dabbled in. I'm gonna text drugs. Him. So I'm gonna text Carrie. Um, I swear I thought it was in court, and it could. Uh, that's <laughs> if it's if you think it's in court, it's probably not there. That's it's, the thing I about court. I can probably text five people right now that has been. Oh, well, I think there's like something like that. on one of our like pilgrimages one night. So you so you said you you've okay. been in Dubai. I, I actually have to quote David on this. One time I was like, hey, uh, actually we were talking the other day, and maybe we were drunk, and. Under the influence of some recreational drugs, and uh, <laughs> just talking each other's heads off, and 
Um, I said, David, what's the most beautiful place? Stone Cold always brings the heat. I said, what's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your entire life? Like, what's You've been to all these fucking cool places. And uh, he said, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in all my travels is the women in Dubai. <laughs> he said that they're Very nice. just insane, dude. Well, I mean, they didn't all have their faces covered up. That's <laughs> and there was... Oh, I mean, I'm I mean, still... I, mean, I don't know. You're talking about money grubbing. you talk about some gold diggers. Oh, dude. I mean, I've heard... Those people out there got some money. Right? Yeah, there was just... I mean, they... Their cars were just like Lamborghinis and like just high end. Well, I heard the Maseratis and like just. I heard a story about, and I don't remember the specifics of it, but it was about like they had these cars and then they would just leave them at the airport either because they didn't want to pay the payments on them anymore or they were tired of having that car and it wasn't. There was a weird story about it and they were just left there and there were all these like super high end cars like Lamborghinis dust. Well, you're in talk- the airport, like you're talking parking lot. Saudi princes roll through Dubai. Right. There's a lot of money. Right. Dubai is, is a place right. that's just built from. I mean, literally, it well, was it's built. Still being built, it's like all like. Uh, and they're building the sand on it and there, everything. Right. Just uh, every time I've been there, there's just construction, like everywhere. I mean, there's something new every day there. I'm sure. Sure. There's a lot of there's money that falls in there. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they even have UAE in general. Have, is yeah, yeah. Just insane money. Don't they have those? Like, you're seeing those sandbars, but they have one that's, like, a miniature, like, earth. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and then they have a bunch of them out there. That By sandbar, you mean, like, they're just building, like, these, they build these yeah, crazy yeah. creations out of sand. And there's one that's got, like, a bunch of fanning of, you know, like, Right, I've seen, it looks like a, there's, yeah. There's a bunch of houses or condos, I'm sure, or something like that. But if you see it from above, it actually makes a picture. Yeah, yeah, it's like, not just they, have, like, they have all of the continents of earth in a small right. area up there, too, I know. That's pretty cool. That's fucking insane, I couldn't believe that. Look at um, all these cars just collecting dust. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, um, and they're left there to, to for tax evasions, is what it says. And it looks like there was like snow on top of it. Oh, yeah. It's right? sand. Yeah, just and I mean, we're talking Enzo for it's gonna be fucking hot there though, right? Um. So. What was it like? We always had to wear long sleeves. Um, Holy shit. Working on the... But, I mean, that probably helps. Like, I know the Egyptians did that. They wore multiple layers because it would help them sweat and keep them cool. Well, but modesty laws, too, right? Or culture... Culturally, like... Well, honestly, I wore long sleeves because, uh... If there was a fire... He was a heroin addict. You, no, uh... <laughs> track you, you don't get your arm burnt. Yeah, you well, know, right away, you you know the the shirts are supposed to be somewhat fireproof. You're sure. also getting tattooed. I would say retarded, but I don't want to offend anybody. You're also getting tattooed heavily while you're in the navy, <laughs> right. Too, though, right? Yeah, I'm totally uh, not supposed to be. You're not supposed to get anything that's bigger than like that can be seen if you can't cover it up with your the palm of your hand. But I'm mean, an entire sleeve. But you're supposed to ask for permission. And I didn't. You should see this. Uh, David got this sleeve out in uh, Hawaii. But this guy, he, uh, my, fucking my uh, officer, he um, one time approached wow. me whenever we were cleaning the... Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, so you probably can't, you guys can't see it, obviously, but it's a, it's star pretty David. much a giant star David. It's got Buddha. a big, big Buddha on it. Lotus flower. Um, he got this done in Hawaii. Uh, this shit was eight hundred dollars. The uh, guy quoted me eight hundred dollars. Originally, I wanted to get like a cherry it, blossom. It's tree, pretty incredible. And I wanted to have all these as like trinkets, you know, because sure. I have like a necklace that I like to wear with stuff yeah. like that. And um, the guy 
threw his own ideas in there and he said, no, let's do it like this. And then we'll just put some like smoke filler in the back, you know, and we'll do it all color. Cause I wanted it black and black and white and just do like the cherry blossoms. Right. Like a little bit of color. And he had this idea and I told him I only had eight hundred dollars, and uh, so didn't it take him like a lot longer? He's like, God it took damn it. like two <laughs> hours. Okay, totally tattooing. It was about eight hours. Yeah, but that's like hundred dollars an hour. It's a good price. Yeah, yeah. No, but we were in Hawaii, price. which is tourism. You know, it's tourist spot. You right. Know, they charge more, way more. Shop. Oh, dude, everything's. I just, but I just read this article, and that was right. That was like right across from the, um, uh, what's that hotel? The Hilton. We stayed at the Hilton that night. <laughs> Not the Trump Tower, Donald. <laughs> right. I was bleeding all over their floor, I'm sure. Did you hear he bought uh, Jeb Bush's domain name? Oh, yeah, I saw and that. So now when you click on JebBush.com, it goes to Donald Trump. He literally is probably one of the most ultimate trolls on the internet oh, right now. I mean, He's just a straight up. Not even head. internet troll in life. Like, yeah, dude. Like, and people are like, like he doesn't live redneck. under a bridge. I don't know. <laughs> you, uh,. <laughs> You got all these rednecks that are like, hell yeah. Oh, I mean, it's crazy. I, I see all these, you know, pictures and photographs of, you know, poor Republicans in eastern Kentucky, and they keep voting Republican, and they keep staying poor. Well, that's, we just, uh, you know, they, we just, uh, we, uh, we and just I'm not, at Blevin, and that guy, Bevin, Bevin yeah. Blevin, uh, that guy's been. Crazy. Yeah, he wants to lower minimum wage, wants to get rid of, like, health care, and, yeah. um, you know, you have a lot of poor well, people that wants to well, get rid of a lot of Well, like, now you have to have, Medicaid. like, uh, a doctor's note to get Viagra Vi- or something or a drug test. Yeah, he's, um, yeah. He's putting rules on getting a boner, pretty yeah, much. Uh, well. <laughs> he said you couldn't buy Viagra unless you were married. Am I right on that? Yeah, that again, I didn't read the whole article. Are we just, fucking in Utah? Or? No, it's, no, it's insane, dude. Jesus. We uh, we definitely took a step back by electing oh, him. Wow. Um, well, and the problem was is there was a lot of people that just didn't vote. Right. I mean, and, that's and that, unfortunately that voted in and of itself. Sure. I mean, Indiana, Mitch McConnell will forever stay in office too. Oh, He's a piece of shit too. But yeah, that's all another. We should probably get off the topic of. Uh, Politics and go back to it. So, David, you spent some time in Thailand, right? Me and me and uh, Kyle are uh, planning to spend some time in Southeast Asia. Yeah, we haven't figured out dates on that exactly. But we're definitely working towards it. If you ever get to a place and they have shots of fuck me, just order it. I oh yeah. Otherwise, but me and Buddy ordered ten shots and took five a piece of it. Snake's blood. So you got uh, off. Yeah. <laughs> so you got off Pretty the boat insane. and went. To, where were we at in Thailand? So what, what's the story? Thailand Just, Beach, actually. Uh, so we roll in onto a port, a uh, special port for the navy. Port. I'm not quite sure where the port was. There's a, some of. We've been. I've been to a lot of places, and it's, it's kind of hazy remembering how I got to certain sure. spots. Because sure. you know, sometimes we get on a bus and go 20 minutes, or you know whatever to get to a certain spot and um or take a cab you know which are pretty much uh is a truck with like a built in like bar around the back so you don't fall out so the minute the minute you guys get to these places you guys just start fucking partying like well okay well yeah you okay so they have two they have he's uh he's reminiscing (laughs) yeah (laughs) they have uh four um Groups of p- 
people who work. So you so you end up being in a port for about four days, and you'll get like three days off, and you'll have to work one day. So if you don't have to work, everybody goes and gets ready that morning because you know they're pulling in after you've pulled in and everything's set up. Everyone goes downstairs and changes in like five or ten minutes, and then they're all upstairs waiting in the hangar bay to get off the ship, and then. Everyone pours off the Oh, ship. and this is like after 20 days of being at sea yeah, or 30. Yeah, and, yeah. and then you're sitting, standing there at an ATM. There's lines for ATM. There's food. There's there's laundry service. Um, is this by... So laundry service is not from the Navy. It's from... No, like, no, where from, from... Yeah, from the locals. Just, uh, I guess they... They're making good money. Yeah, that, yeah. Sure. You know, I'm sure they have some sort of contract or some sort of business agreement with like the docks and probably the military as well obviously um (laughs) but yeah everyone pours off gets their money gets on the bus gets to town I remember the first thing the cab driver in Malaysia asked us when we got in the cab was if we wanted to go boom boom (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, like Chris Rocker we like, <laughs> well we haven't even had anything to drink yet so <laughs> let's go me in an hour here's my cell phone we'll be ready to move so so it was like Malaysia tight oh yeah Malaysia's pretty uh, I um, ended up going to the Batu Caves which has a pretty uh, humongous statue of a Hindu god outside and then you have to walk up all these Steps and there's like all these monkeys that you can buy like peanuts and feed to the monkeys and then you go up fuck those monkeys to the mountain. <laughs> yeah, they stole the fucking bag of peanuts, man, dude. He had a bad experience. <laughs> <laughs> then you get to the top and there's this dude. You know, there was like a couple of like shops for souvenirs and then there was this dude with a snake taking pictures, which I totally did not fucking do. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll fuck with the monkeys, but not with snakes. Are not my thing. Yeah. And uh, then you go into this cave, and there's uh, all these, like, Hindu god paintings and everything, and you get to the temple, and you have to take your shoes off, you know, and go in there. It's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. But you told me your time in Thailand. Sorry to go full circle and get back to that, because this is something that we're just both very interested in. You guys spent your time in Thailand just straight up partying, though, right? I had every intention to go do something fucking awesome, like ride an elephant. Hey, man, yeah. yeah. Right. And, Road to uh, hell was paved on good intentions, right? Yeah. And um, I totally ended up spending a lot of time at the bar. <laughs> how many days were you in Thailand? I suppose we were in there for four days, but and I How many prostitutes you have sex time. with? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's get out of the real questions here. <laughs> well, I guess there was this bartender. <laughs> chick but that was one <laughs> so how'd that go down was that night one <laughs> Jamie um, needs I, I'm actually details. trying to get some info guys I got I got no filter I'm sorry well it's all good that's what we're here for they try to give you I guess personal bartenders out there so that you know the girls will flirt with you and then try sure. to get you to get almost like a cocktail waitress pretty yeah. much so well like, they're probably trying to like wipe up or yeah. marry up yeah yeah no she fine. totally uh, wanted up. my email and you know gave me her email that's gonna be you bro messenger and hey man I told I told Kyle and Layla if I come back with an Asian wife and ditch them in April 
if we're staying there three months, I'm I'm sorry. I might I might have a nice Asian wife when I get back. I'm like, this is the life of luxury. Just, just don't have an Asian baby because Layla will try to steal it. That's what I hear. She is keeping her eye out for it. Oh, this is going on the internet right here. Let's not put that up for grandkids. On iTunes. On iTunes. Um, so, did you just party in Thailand? And- uh, yeah, and then the next, the second time I went to Thailand, I was about to get out in like four months, and so, uh, so you especially didn't get on No, no, actually, I just focused on getting like souvenirs for myself and stuff that I wanted Friends. for when I got out, you know? Yeah. So, you spent four four years in the Navy. What did you, what did you do after the Navy? Well, What's been going on? First, I, uh, drove home all the way to Indiana with you. Yeah, so I, so, so I should add that when David, when David got out of the Navy, I had flown. This is my first time on the West Coast. I had flown from uh, Louisville to Eugene, Oregon, which is the biggest shithole in the world next to Cordon, Indiana. Um, where Unless I, you go to the university, I'm sure. Everything is relative. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, but we had drove yeah. cross country for like two two weeks. I hated Eugene personally. Some people don't. Um, we didn't live close to the university. Uh, we ended up living out there at a later time, but uh, that's a story for later. But uh, we drove cross country for two weeks, and then and then um, I ended up just getting a job, or I was apprenticing at a tattoo shop for uh, tattooing and piercing, and living at my house, very nice on my couch. Was that? Yeah, yeah. You lived with us, me and I. You lived on my couch for a little while. Couch? Where are you living at? Um, oh, Second Street with Samantha. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hung out. And um, anyways, I was doing that, and then I was running out of money because <laughs> I was recently after the military, and I uh, got this idea to move to Eugene, Oregon. That was where we started from. <laughs> yeah, so he ended up going back like three weeks later. Um, well, and then you were kind of back and forth between Louisville and Eugene. Well, I ended up twice. going to school out there for a couple terms, and uh, I uh, didn't want to go to school anymore. So after I finished classes and I paid off my car, I ended up I tried to give my aunt my car. <laughs> And uh, she didn't really want it, so the guy she was dating. So while you were at while you were out in Oregon, you kind of learned how to grow weed, and oh uh... Uh, yeah, I did kind of learn how to grow weed a little bit. Um, my uncle was uh, a, gr- a grower. He had his medical marijuana card out there, and um, I ended up getting mine. He became my grower, and he would grow, you know, plants for me. Not technically plants. He would only grow. Out there, they call it medicine. Yeah. Which I laugh about. Yeah, but it's been a medicinal thing in California for like sure. over ten years, I think. Yeah, I mean it's a it's definitely a different it's definitely a different subculture than it is here, um, as far as like pot goes. It's more accepted out there, you know. Give it time. But once that money starts rolling in that's the big issue they're having out there in Colorado, man, is, like, they have all this money, but the banks won't take it because federally they won't. My buddy, They uh, can't handle it. It's my, money laundering. They can't handle it. My, uh, sorry, I apologize. Uh, my buddy owns a house out in Colorado, and uh, apparently uh, they they paid into a tax to get that, like, pot 
legalized out there, and so they get actually money back on that now. Oh, I believe it. Because they made such a surplus on it. So it was actually kind of an investment. In sure. But Whenever I was trimming, I ended up um, traveling after that, after I got out of school, and I met this woman, and we ended up going to California and so uh, trimming was this marijuana. the woman that you got married to later? Yeah, uh, yeah. So you didn't just meet her, though. I, I think you spent some time in the Rainbow. Yeah. So what is the Rainbow Tribe? Explain that to us. Yeah, I, when you said that, I, never, I don't even know what that is. You had joined the Rainbow Tribe. The Rainbow Family is like a... Uh, what I gather is it's a Native American tradition that was started over 40 years ago. I think it's like 43, 44 years now. And um, it's been happening every year. They have little gatherings all throughout the year, you know, not just one big one. The one I went to was in 2013, and um, it was in Montana. Do they, uh, they hold these, like, all year round, like, all over the country? Yeah, yeah. So, like, they have different parts of the family from, like, they have the Cumberland family, they have the Oregon family, different families. And so, like, it's for a lot of homeless people or maybe fugitives. There's, I've met a lot of younger kids that have, like, felonies that are doing this. And uh, they just go because There's a lot of deviants, right? Bring, eh, no, it's a lot about just helping each other and trying to help each other survive and ease the pain while we're here. That's what it's supposed to be about. But obviously, people who need comfort have their own issues in life and they bring their drugs or their alcohol, but they try to restrict that. So they have that. There's an A camp, which is the alcohol camp, and there's the uh, front gate. And uh, so they call them the front gators, and those, that's where the alcohol is supposed to stay on the road because usually you have to hike into the national forest to participate in this gathering. So and is it like an off-the-grid kind of thing? No, they? actually, it, it, I mean, it is, but uh, they have to um, get permission from the law enforcement officers, which are, you know, the national forest. Like, there's this whole part of... So, like, you get the forest There's rangers. a whole part of that that's dedicated just to the Rainbow family, and they all know, wow. they know, like, that they have elders in the Rainbow family that have been doing this for a very long time, and, they communicate with the LEOs, they call them LEOs, and uh, they'll communicate with them, they walk them through the, through the camps, because they set up camps, people have camps, and then they have kitchens, and there's like about five kitchens, and they all cook for everybody, and it's all How free. How many people wow. attend these things? So Everything go- is free. People convince, con- confuse this with like a, a festival or something, but it's not. It's a gathering of people to help each other to survive. People will bring their food stamps and contribute their whole food stamps. So the rich people will come and you know bring bring whatever they can and money. And there's, I mean, a lot of people um, from all walks of life just show up, and it's great. It's a great way to mingle and just to help. But uh, what's your intention before you join this? The, the Rainbow Gathering was, <laughs> my intention was, was to live off the grid, right? Mine was just I uh, wanted to learn how to survive, I guess, on my own. I mean, I felt like I was a pretty smart guy. I was getting education, but, um, I mean, I was I made straight A's and A-pluses, and I just didn't even care much for that because I knew how to educate myself. I used the Internet or books or just, you know, learning from other people. And, uh, so I just decided to get a backpack and some survival gear, and I 
did a bunch of research on different, like, ailments, you know, if you're out in the woods. So, like, if you need something, you know, if you have diarrhea or if you get, you know, sick in any way. Right. If, if your feet or, you know. So I did a lot of research and did a lot of writing down. I copied everything I could into a, to a notebook and uh, just prepared to leave. And uh, while I was waiting... My uncle tried to sell this broken down car <laughs> to these guys that I ended up. It was the second time I met him. It was crazy that I met him down on the river with another buddy of ours. And um, they had this camper, and um, they, they were, were like playing, what, two brothers. Or? Yeah, it was two brothers, and and one of them had a five year old son, or he's about four or five, and um, he had custody of him. They were from California, I guess his mom wasn't, like, too, uh... I guess his mom was into drugs or whatever, but... So, we were taking him with us, and, uh... First, we started in, um... Oregon, and we were in the Willamette National Forest, and... We actually went out there to make some moonshine. Is it the Willamette or the Williamette? It's Willamette. I always heard, like, uh... And I know this person, because I lived out, out in Oregon, but, like, it's funny... That uh, people can always tell if you're from Oregon or not. If you call it Williamette or Willamette, oh, man, that's, uh, that's that's Joe. And there's a street. It's no different than Louisville or Louisville. There's a or uh, yeah. Louisville or <laughs> there's a street that's in Portland called. Uh, it's spelled Couch, but it's called Cooch, and that's mm-hmm. one way you can tell that uh, people aren't from Portland. But yeah. <laughs> but anyways, continuing. Sorry. Yeah, that's where was I? Uh... So you're in the Willamette Forest. Oh yeah, so. Um... <laughs> we went out there to make some moonshine. Somebody had given us, they wanted us to make a weed moonshine, so they gave us some trim, some good trim, and we put it in there with the batch. And I mean, it wasn't really moonshine. It was pretty much just hooch. We put it in a five-gallon barrel and mixed some stuff in there and just ended up going out to the woods. So whenever it was ready in a week or so to just... Uh, Strain just it out or something? Yeah, because, you know, there was, some, there was a stream. And we had a, my the one the the brother that didn't wasn't the one with the child. He would uh, go out Bar, there yeah. at night and he would he would tend it because he knew what temperature to keep it at. But it was funny they had to make the still on their own, so they took a pressure cooker and then they took. What the a, fuck, man! This is it. They took a pressure cooker Gross. and they took a file and they uh, dug a hole in the lid of it and then they took a uh, a funnel a metal funnel. You know, still funnel, and they uh, welded it on there. Popcorn Sutton over here. That's how they made the still for you go up and it's, got some copper piping and it's ran it been down. an American lifelong tradition. Yeah. I mean, that's and you just get a second five gallon bucket to fill up with ice water, and that's where you yeah. that's uh, comes down. And it's, yeah. my 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 grandpa actually uh, made wine. I mean, they had, he had a vineyard out in DePaul, Indiana, and my dad. Always, my dad's not a drinker now, but he always tells these stories about making moonshine with my grandpa back in the day. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, I made it a couple times. That's actually kind of how me and this girl cooked up. But I can tell you that later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to there. Yeah. We're it's starting the next episode. Episode two. Yeah. I mean, I can go on Coming, and tell you the whole story. I wrote when some we of get it around down. to. I actually like to write, and I've been wanting to write, like I guess, a novel sort of, but. It sounds like I you got a lot of stories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah. I, got some, I can get yeah. some good ideas. And I don't mind writing so, some fiction. So you're with these brothers in the woods. You cook this moonshine. You guys end up dry, 
joining the Rainbow Gathering, I guess, or like you know, been involved with that. Oh yeah, so okay, the brother, the one that was cooking and distilling the shine, right? He uh, he had already done this before. He was a Rainbow Warrior. That's what they call them, Warriors of the Light, right? That's what it is. That's, I love it. That's about you know peace and taking care of each other. And, sure. And of course, it's not. I mean, you go there and it's. You know, you see all kinds of different cultures of people, but, I mean, it's a Native American tradition, but, you know, there's not a lot of that anymore. Right. it's kind of fallen off. People need to get back into the spirit. They call people elders, and those are the people who are supposed to be having, like, workshops and teaching you how to take care of yourself. Like, when I first showed up, they were teaching people how to make cups out of um, an old used, you know, can for food. I knew you were going to say canned. And a hanger and, and a, just whatever piece of wood you want. And yeah. Whatever wood you find for a handle, and then you have a coffee mug. So they're teaching you survivalist like, yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's right. like kind of like a big, huge workshop. Right. But, like I said, it's fallen off. And there's supposed to be these people who are elders or gurus, you know, if because a lot of people actually out there believe in, like, Hinduism or Buddhism. Sure. And, you know, and so... That's where it comes down to people just keeping to tradition and making sure that it's there for the right thing, making sure that the drugs and the alcohol stay back on the road. But that's not always the case, though, right? People are out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. You know, I had a, I drank a beer walking through some camps. You know, somebody, I think I, like, smashed my finger. We were moving, like, a 55-gallon drum of water, and I almost cut my finger off on the... Uh, yeah, we were like 14 miles out probably. And I just got chills down my feet. <laughs> yeah, we were all in the back of the truck, and it had like a topper on it, so I was kind of hunched down. And we were, we had this 55-gallon drum, and we were trying to make some more hooch out of it. <laughs> and uh, we were laying it down to get it out so we could roll it out, and um, everyone let go of it, and I had a hold of it over the top. And as it came down, I just saw like the edge of the truck of the back and my finger and I just got my hand out just barely in time mm. barely clipped my fingernail and kind of like yeah. kind of smashed it but didn't sure yeah it was I mean it could have been very bad and I would have had to go to the fucking hospital but I, worry, I got lucky I worry about that changing kegs at work sometimes just yeah, yeah those things clipping are. my finger on the on the, the the table we put them up on and yeah do you ever lift those by yourself man there Hell no. No, fuck no. Not, it's not even worth trying. I mean, not to say that I maybe couldn't do it if I really wanted you to, but it's just not back, worth yeah. it. Yeah. I'll call it one sucks. of the young bucks in and let him help me out. I just can't. It's not yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Anyways, I, I ended up walking around and asking if anybody had a head change for me because I smashed my hand. And, and hey, hey, uh, this the girl that I had met, she was walking around with me and the dude was like, yeah, here, hit this. And he gave me, I guess, some, like a couple hits off his joint and then he said he had some beer coming and he uh, gave me a couple beers or whatever and it was pretty cool. <laughs> it was I mean, a plus. People take care of you out there. Like, so you, you met know, this girl. It's all about community, it yeah. seems like. So you met this girl out there and you fall yeah, in love. and so we met out there and what we would do is I like, I would like cooking and I would cook and uh, we'd always have extra food left over and so if anybody was walking by we'd just be like hey you want some food and, and um you know we would just scream it out if we if nobody was walking by you know like 
Who's hungry? Free food? And, uh, yeah, free food's in the woods, that's what they say. And then they, like, say, like, free Zuzus, which is candy and shit, you know, chocolate or whatever somebody's got. And then they call them Zuzu fairies. People just do that, you know, because they know that, you know, they want to help, contribute, and have people have a good time. And they know that people also help them back out, you know? Right. So you meet this chick. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and we would cook. We would cook, and we ended up. Uh, I guess I should start at the beginning of that all. But all right, so so whenever people would come up, we were at this first camp. It was called a seed camp. And people go and they uh, drive around the state and look for a good spot for that many people because there was like I think at the most whenever I was in Montana, eight thousand people showed up, and. Um, so they find a good place, like, you know, with water and everything, so that people can survive for, like, a month. And, um... Yeah. When she pulled up, me and one of the brothers went up to greet her and tell her where she should park, because there was, you know, certain things that, you know, since we were in the National Forest, they didn't want us to, like, disturb certain parts. Love at first sight, huh? No, and... <laughs> <laughs> Never is. And, uh, so she pulls up, and I'm just the type of guy, whenever, like, a bunch of guys come to one girl, I just walk away, and, uh, because, you know, I don't... He doesn't subscribe to I don't want to crud her like everybody else. There's nothing wrong with that. So, another guy walked up, and they were talking to her, so I just walked away, because she had enough help, you know? And, uh... I saw her later on making out with some dude, whatever. <laughs> I mean, no, whatever. I thought she would look good, but whatever, you know. And uh, I guess she I, got a big old butt. I, don't know. <laughs> I guess I was playing the cards right or something. But I mean, I was sitting in some chair and I offered it to her one day. Maybe. Anyways, she left instructions for my buddies how to get to this other camp that she was going to. And uh, so, like, a few days later, we ended up leaving, and we went to this camp that she was at, and she ended up asking me to fix this flute of hers. She, and then she the fixed old, it. The old fix the <laughs> flute tree. Yeah. And then she fixed Her your flute, flute huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Pretty skin, much. The skin yeah. flute. <laughs> he's like, yeah, she's like, he's like uh, I'll fix your flute if you fix mine. But she also wanted me to help her set. Uh, she wanted me to set her tent up for her. I was like, <laughs> her pop I was like <laughs> no, fix the flute. No, pop and tent here. But I didn't do that. I was like, fuck that. This other Rainbow that family. We picked up, this guy we picked up at the one camp, he rode with us, you know, because we were in a truck. And he, 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 was dig, he was digging on her, right? And so I was like, dude, I don't care. And, and she was like, you want to help me set up a tent? And I was like, no. And the dude's like, I will. And I was like, he's like, why didn't you help her set up a tent? And I was like, because she's fucking living in the woods. If she's living in the woods, I think she can set her own fucking tent up. <laughs> You're right. I was like, I just set my tent up. Bitch is going hard today. Right? <laughs> but anyways, I don't know. I guess I fixed her flute. And... <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I never uh, thought I'd hear that. So then we had some moonshine, and I had some shit from Trader Joe's, and she's like one of those girls. This sounds like a romantic date, first date. So I asked her if she wanted to some moonshine, had some Trader Joe's. Something, I guess, and, and we got wasted on some moonshine, and 
We ended up burning some ate some Trader Joe's chips on accident trying to cook. <laughs> burning some handkerchiefs. Yeah, that was, that was our pot. That's ate our some pot Trader Joe's chimichangas. <laughs> some, some Trader Joe's uh, chips and salsa uh, and trail mix. Yeah, we had a good old time out there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, had some organic guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she was like, I, she fixing flutes. At one point in the conversation, she's like, I wish I could just like cuddle and be with a guy and him not trying to have sex with me. And I was like. Well, I think I can try not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it an effort. <laughs> <laughs> and so we hung out that night in the tent. Do you, you take it to Bone Town? No, not that night. But we went to a hotel. Play the next smart. Room. We went to a hotel ne- the room the next day. Took showers and then I was like, "Let's clean it up a little yeah. bit." Yeah, we got to class I mean, it up. You know, I, I played it cool. Right. Know, was I, it, I was to, there a heart shaped jacuzzi in the it, room? No, it wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. One of those Bob Ronnie bands. But no, uh, it was. So you guys ended up like saying she was like, trying Harry to. I didn't even know. No, like, dumb and dumb <laughs> I didn't even know her name. Right? Nice. She she goes by her road name, which is Voice. Road name. Roadhouse. Yeah. Her, Roadhouse. Her, her rainbow name or whatever. And uh, she uh, was trying to like. She's on top of me. You know, everything was getting pretty heated, and she... Uh, she was about to fix your flute, right? Yeah, she was about to fix my flute. <laughs> <laughs> Popping a tent. And, uh, yeah, because, you know, my tent, you know, God. The year is already pitched. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, she... I ended up stopping and being like, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, because, you know, I didn't even know this girl's name. I don't know who she is or where she's from. Right. So I'm like, like, before we do this, uh, I need to ask you one question. She's like, what? And I was like, what's your name? And then she told me, and from there on, I just... Had her, <laughs> had her pin. She fell off. Well, you fixed. Like, did you fix your? It was like a love story movie, you know. And then I fixed my flute. It, it, a couple you, times after you had fixed. Okay. A couple All times right. actually. Right. I had to go. Yeah, we had to. I had to make sure it was twice. <laughs> so you guys ended up in a relationship. Uh, oh yeah. I might be kind of like moving before. I think we've been recording for a while, so I'm not trying to speed through, but I'm trying to close this to an end in the next 20 minutes, 15 to 20. Yeah. But um, I'm hungry. So. So you guys ended up in California. I mean, this is skipping a lot, but you guys ended up in California trimming weed, trying to buy an RV, or you guys oh, didn't yeah. buy an RV uh, here? So we had split up, and then this I ended up... a crazy up, story, uh, trust me. Sounds like I ended it. up hitchhiking from Oregon down to Redding, California. Uh, there's a That's the closest... Redding, California has the closest In-N-Out burger to Portland. I've drove down there like two or three oh, wow. times just to eat in and out. It's like cool. seven hours. I've never had in and out burger. It's pretty good. Don't go to the one in Salt Lake City. Yeah, we went to the one in Salt Lake City. It's not that great. But anywhere in California. You Ooh, gotta get it. It's great. You gotta get it uh, animal style too. They don't have that Double double menu, animal though. style. Okay. Don't they get don't the have an- that where? On the menu. Okay. The menu is only Don't like, get the animal style fries. The menu just says great. like single double fries and that's like it. But you gotta order it's the secret menu stuff. that everybody knows yeah. about, so it's not really a secret yeah. anymore. <laughs> gotcha. But and you can get the fries that way too, and that's the best way to get it's, it. It's it's their kind of Big Mac sauce, I guess, but it's chron, chronic for yeah. all the listeners that don't know. Like Animal right. style. Huh? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you're, you're trimming weed in California. Okay, huh? so yeah, and then we uh, met up with a couple of rainbow guys that she, she knew one of them, and this other guy had a car. What was that we like, trimming weed? Out, so he you drove us out to Humboldt County, Humboldt and Trinity County. Mm-hmm. What we did was we had to sit outside of this uh, like gas station and wait for like 
growers to show up to, you know. So you're pretty much like, and I'm sorry, this might sound a little racist, but like comes. Hispanic, Hispanic yeah. out of like yeah, Home Depot. Totally. <laughs> totally, but they had signs saying like that we weren't supposed to be there, but people were there. And then we ended up camping a few days and we ended up trying to hitchhike it back out. And that's where we got the most success. We met like three or four people. We actually got a job before we left for a few days trimming just from a ride that we got. Um, then we ended up getting another ride from this other guy and he like bought us like lunch and uh we gave him our number and he ended up calling us back after we had got back into sacramento because she had to get rid of her apartment and like get some shit straight you know and then uh, he called us and we went back out because we had showed up a little early in the season right and anyways we ended up working for him for 10 days and we were making about 200 dollars a piece a day? Yeah. And For well, how many she hours? Wasn't, she wasn't really trimming as much. How do you? you so they pay you hourly? Or? No, no. You trim a pound and they pay you by the pound. Some places, I think, try to pay like 150 or something and they'll only per pound? Pay, you, pay you 200 if you get a pound or something like that. And, um, or some people just pay it for 200 a pound, yeah. And, um, Does it take a, a trim? That's what I do. I've, I I've take trimmed any less than two hundred a pound. But it fucking sucks. It sounds like I this, think it's super easy. I fucking hate you, it, dude. I mean, I, would work, I was working all day, but I would take breaks and I would like smoke and I would go outside and we would listen to podcasts <laughs> and we would. Uh, well, you know, they had Alrighty, the folks. dude. The dude provided like a whole kitchen and stuff, and we had found out that she was pregnant, so like. The dude ended up letting us stay, and he had, like, some cabins built on his so property, you, and he let us stay in one. and had a wood stove. No, the dude bought all the food for us, and hmm. he ended up giving us money and, you know, weed and stuff. But mm-hmm. A lot of people, there's, like, they keep the small nugs that they don't want in the bags, and they'll load up their own little things. And I ended up having, we both ended up having a big bag of weed like this. Like a pound? No, it wasn't a pound. I mean, because you know, it wasn't like pushed down. So, so you worked for ten days. How, you, how much money did you guys have? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we had. I think we ended up leaving with thirty six hundred. Holy shit! I mean, I'm in the wrong profession. <laughs> but I trimmed weed. But that was just and grown weed, and it fucking sucks to trim weed. So I'm good. Yeah, but that was two of us. You know, so I mean, you could have got it's still eighteen hundred dollars in ten days, yeah, yeah. No, getting their bonsai skills on. Some people aren't out there trimming; they're caretakers, and they help tend the plants, and sure. they make money a different way. And then they bring like the plants for everyone to trim, and they'll trim really sometimes. But there's these two Jamaican brothers out there, and it was pretty cool because one of them was the caretaker, one of the caretakers, and the other one was a trimmer. He was trying to make money for him and his wife, and. uh were they like Jamaican? They were they, uh, they were they were they had immigrants. I guess pretty deep accents. I felt like they were immigrants. Yeah, but they I think they lived here in America, um, for sure. But uh, um, they were really cool. <laughs> it's funny because they had me roll a joint and I rolled you know a joint, and then they were like, "What are you doing?" Because. I guess they roll, like, huge cone joints. Oh, yeah, they're like... I just roll, like, a straight joint, you know, like, a nice joint. (laughs) Kyle's been to (laughs) Yeah, no, they roll... They roll, like, cone... They roll in a cone shape and make sure, you know, it's big, and I'm just like, all right, well, I guess I'll start rolling for you. Yeah, it's a a whole different different aspect down there. That's not that shitty... That's that California combo, too, you know? I don't want to smoke one of that. I mean, when we were down there... um, 
last February, I mean, we bought a stalk for $30 that was the length of Layla's forearm. I mean, it was every bit of that long. I had a picture of it somewhere. I can't remember what I did with it, but, I mean, it was nuts. It was straight it's, buds, though? Oh, yeah. I mean, All obviously. I mean, yeah, there was a stem, but it was it was straight buds, and, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was, yeah. he had a whole backpack full of See, it. See, the indoor stuff's not really like that. Like, uh, that's why when people talk about hydro out here, it's funny because... Hydro's really not, like, in high, like, it's not, it doesn't have a lot grow on it, because you don't really have much of a support, and most setups are small out in somewhere like here, if it would be from here or wherever, and it's just, I mean, it's not most hydro, of your, I mean, it, most of your indoor plants are hydroponic plants, though, but yeah, well, no, I mean, you have, the like, way, a water system, the way, okay, <sighs> hydroponic system is just with water you don't use any soil at all oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. so i've grown i've only grown with soil them in like pipes or maybe like a five gallon bucket sometimes they have in, in, yeah like there's a thing that uh, like a sprinkler in there so it's way better will spray the roots every now <clears throat> my brother had that's how I, that works my brother i think had something like that i don't swear to yeah, my not uncle tried to build TV. one, but not he on, couldn't. Not on the internet. But. He tried to build it, but that works for clones, too. You can do it anyway. He was making right. his clones that way, and, and then he would just put them in soil later on. So you turn weed, you buy an RV. And oh, yeah, and then we, like, kind of, I guess, vacation in Santa Cruz a little bit. We parked on the side of the street. And lived on the beach for a while. Go Get up and go to this cool coffee shop in the morning and. Just, uh, you guys bought an RV, right? Smoking weed on the on the um, yeah, yeah. But we would go to this coffee shop, you know, just to, for social you know reasons and for coffee, of course. Right. And and people would just smoke weed on the balcony, you know, as long as they weren't being crazy and, and drunk and shit, you know. It was cool. They also had a beer there, so it was awesome. And um, sounds like Amsterdam. Then there was this awesome the place beach. that we went to there, and uh, it was like this. Uh, um, Asian like garden kind of right where there was this big window that was a bay open window and there was a hot tub inside of it and these people would bring you like hot tea <laughs> and there was a shower in there and you showered and you relax yeah you, you guys were there fixing flute and, and, <laughs> right oh yeah well, I fixed I, she did fix my flute in there yeah <laughs> and I actually had taken mushrooms she didn't know I had taken some mushrooms before that because when we were trimming weed this dude gave me these like African blue fucking mushrooms or some crazy shit I don't know what it was but it was some the craziest name of mushrooms I've ever heard and I ended up had taken a little bit of them and I saved them for later too because I didn't want to trip real hard you know and yeah. especially if she didn't know so Super Mario mushroom but yeah <laughs> it was pretty awesome and I was like I couldn't even hardly sit in the fucking hot till I was getting so hot and I was like tripping a little bit sure. you know but no, it was great, and uh, it was only like fifteen dollars a person for an hour, so that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was thinking about it's a great business like opportunity, especially in somewhere like Louisville. Like, was it busy? You know, yeah. I don't know, man. It'd be kind of weird to get in that hot cesspool. Well, they had, yeah, but I mean, they fucking bleach the shit out of it. But you, the way they had it was There's like they had like three, three or four rooms, you know, and then they had their garden, so like you can't see anyone else's window, right? But you can still there's like bamboo or you know you could do anything. You could do a bonsai little garden out there. Or, when we were in, uh, and I think it'd be great opportunity. When we were in Jamaica, or not Jamaica, but the Dominican, 
we got a massage and they had these little, they were little cabana huts. They had one large one where there was a huge, like, jacuzzi pool, or, or yeah, it was a jacuzzi, but it was the size of a pool. And then to do private massages, they had these little huts yeah. you'd go into that were... That was my idea. I was, I was really thinking cool. you could do, like, underwater massages because... I mean, I think people would find that very intriguing. Sure. Nobody, I've ever heard of any. You guys ever seen those like deprivation tanks? Oh, you guys yeah. Familiar totally. with those? I was totally actually, I was watching uh, Anthony Bourdain's layover show, and he was in Amsterdam, and one of the guys that was showing him around did that, like, on a regular basis. They have one Apparently, in they're pretty incredible. They have one in Seattle. I was actually looking they have one, they have one in Portland. There's actually a guy that just gave me his card uh, while I was at work the other day, and that's what he does. He just started out in Louisville, and... I I totally lost the card, but I'm I've had friends that had done that out in Portland. Portland's so fucking hippie, they and all that. Sure, shit. but uh, they said that they really enjoyed it. It actually makes you feel uh, almost like you're tripping, or you know, yeah. just because you're like that's free. what I heard. Yeah, there's no sensors right. going on. Just, uh, you just like, lose like your sensories, I guess. You're just like a you're nothing, a being. Freak, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, I, I think I'm gonna wrap this up. All right. Um, you guys Wrap got any, it up, B. You guys no. got anything you want to add? I think this is a good first start. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, sorry if we, like, meander too much on this. So please give us another listen. We're still working on it. But uh, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. When later. Lord made me, he made a rambling man. Some folks might say, that I'm no good That I wouldn't settle down here